It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bones, how we doing? Good to see you, brother. Hey, they got me Mike today, too, just to let you guys know. Got me Mike today, just so you know. Are you 5-0? I'm a narc. At least I warned you. I told you. Play call? Trips right tight, yuck. Pass 14 Wanda Man, X strike, can it with 14 Wanda Man. That's like if that's the same thing as saying to, uh, okay, we got dime nine and two by two, we got a stack. Hey, alert under right here. That sounds like foreign language to other people too. Right. You know, you, but that's simple. That's your, that's, that's your language. Here we go. Individual, individual. Let's go on the hop, on the hop. Everybody's moving. Urgency. Let's go. Get lined up defense. Let's go. Hollywood bunch. Hollywood bunch. We got Screamer, Scary, Soap, House, Malone and Rodman. A lot of good options right there for you. Zero, zero. Good, got you. Think about it. Hey, what, what am I about to tell you? Body lean, right? Shoulders over toes. You got those strong, explosive legs, use them. Hey, outside leverage, you might have to slip them in and work back for width. That is pretty. That's pretty right there, man. If I'm running this on Robert, give him something where it's that boom, putting it down to then come running out of it. If we get any off coverage and you threaten people like that, dude, that's uncoverable, man, all right? What a throw. That was unbelievable. What a throw, bro. Hey, Coop. I knew we would get that to you. Hey, South! 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 Let's go, Kendall. John, you're tagged on the route. You cannot bust when you're individually tagged. Come on, man. Here we go. Let's go. Let's move it. Let's move it. Hey, so hey, here's the situation. 317 left. You guys are down five, so we're in a four minute here. No, it's not live, Brock. How many times are you gonna ask a question that you know the answer to? Hey, he knows the answer, he's messing with you. Hey, we still have two timeouts left and the two minute stoppage, you need a touchdown, let's go. Minus 15 yard line, gotta go 85. Johnny Hecker pulled out the punt of his life. Hey, you got plenty of time, nice and easy, running bang eight, we got plenty of time. Look at that wing we got to run to. I like you guys as refs. Comes man pressure. He only got two yards there. If you get a single high look, be ready to take a go ball shot outside. Remind these guys. He's gonna keep playing the quarter quarter halves to this that side. I'll take that all day. That's a great job by you. You make that play, we still win the game. I love the freaking sideline shot versus cover two, you sneaky son of a gun. Everybody bring it up on the hop, on the hop, on the hop. I love the way you guys are working. Just keep pounding away one at a time. Good day, man. It's a standard. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Rams Nation, what's happening? What's up? What's good? It's your boy, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It is the Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams. I'm excited to be back talking to you guys about Rams football. They're back in camp again, returned home from their visit. We've got a lot of talk about today. I uh, want to get to a couple things before we get out. Guys, make sure to go give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. You know where the handles are at, Locked On Rams. You can also find me on my personal LA underscore Rambling Bear. Make sure if you're not listening to us yet, we're on Spotify iTunes, check us out, hit the subscribe button, leave a review, give some love. We always appreciate that. We have a really exciting week looking forward at the schedule. Got James Kroger coming on tomorrow. 
We got Serena Morales from the Rams joining us on Thursday. And then we're looking to close it up with Matt Williamson. He is from Locked On NFL. If you guys haven't checked him out, go check out that podcast. Don't forget the Locked On Network is your team every day. We've got tons of podcasts across the network. So feel free to jump over to the NBA or look for some of our fantasy, which we'll have him on here soon as well. Uh, Matt does a great job of the overall Lockdown NFL, and we're actually soon going to colleges. So we're going to step into the NCAA world, so your favorite college. Let us know who we should be recruiting for, and we are loading up those podcasts coming soon. So the network is growing. Really excited to be a part about it. Uh, For today's show, we've got a lot of things to get to. Uh, There's some more AD rumblings, and we'll talk about that. Injury update, a lot of things are going on as we start to see some game action, as we're getting deeper into practice and camp. We're seeing some injuries, some off days from our players. We'll get to that. We'll talk about the overall idea of starting players during these preseason games, what to do, and then just an overall recap as the guys are back at practice Uh, actually having an off day today as you're listening to this so the rest is needed for some and hopefully uh, they will be ready to play in our game on Saturday versus the Oakland Raiders our first time of the season that we will see them obviously we'll see them on Monday night when it counts but we'll get a little taste of them for this preseason game in the Coliseum versus the Oakland Raiders well I hope you guys enjoyed that clip that opened the show Sean McVay wired up at practice the other day I loved it. It gets me juiced up. I think I've listened to it about three or four times, so I wanted to share it with you guys. I wanted to open the episode, start off with a lot of energy. On the hop, let's go. Here we are, Locked On Rams. We're going to kick off with some injury updates, kind of get you guys all looped back, understanding where we're at. Uh, Unfortunately, we lost Kevin Peterson. He is out for the season with a knee injury. The nice thing is we do have amazing depth at the cornerback position. Not sure how much he would have gotten play this year, but he is a young rising star. We remember him from week 17 against the Niners. He picked off Jimmy G twice. He had an amazing game. All things that came out of camp, he was doing amazing so far this preseason. We're looking forward to him hopefully making the team whether that was third string, second string, or even on special teams. So unfortunately, he is out for the season. Robert Woods missed practice, but was back again yesterday. So no concerns there. He more just got a rest. Gerald Everett still out. McVeigh not giving up too much details about his injury. We know it's a shoulder injury. Uh, he said, don't expect him back within the next week or so. Again, that really solidifies Higby as the number one, Tameric Hemingway into the second string role in a strong sense. And then another injury was to Johnny Munt, another tight end of ours. And that's going to be interesting. We went from having a lot of depth to that position and, you know, it was going to be one of those battles in camp we really wanted to keep an eye on. We've had two injuries to the tight end position. So now there lies Higby and Hemingway as the one-two. We'll see how fast Everett can get back and how healthy those shoulder injuries are tricky, uh, especially as a blocking tight end and a guy that needs to go catch and and receive contact a lot. So uh, we'll see how serious that is. Again, McVay has kind of downplayed it a little bit Uh, so we'll see when he gets back to action and how fast he can return to 100% obviously we talked about that off day uh, today and then again they have an off day on Friday they'll come back practice Wednesday Thursday 
uh, off day Friday, and then game Saturday. So uh, much-needed rest coming up for some of these guys. We'll see if that uh, pays off. I believe I mentioned earlier in the show Robert Woods was back in action as well as Tlaib. Both those guys took an off day yesterday. There was a little bit of speculation about where they banged up or not, but they were back in practice. Tlaib actually picked off Mannion today in practice, which... You know, all of us now know at this point, maybe not even that braggable, but uh, hopefully we continue to see Mannion get better because that number two spot is something uh, to be concerned about. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow uh, with James to kind of pick his brain and seeing what are some options as far as moving forward. What can we do at that number two? Are we okay with Sean Mannion right now? I don't know. I think the greatest thing that we got to hope for is health in the first string because right now in training camp, we start to look at second string and third string and we start to, you know, nitpick and go, oh, they're not good enough. Well, really, I hope we don't need them ever. You know, I know that's a tough position. You get hit hard, but Goff has proven throughout his career, not only in the NFL, but in college that he is a tough cookie and he can take a hit. So hopefully uh, we don't have to use Mannion at all this season, but uh, it is a little nerve-wracking when you saw how he performed uh, in that first preseason game. So that will be something we'll talk about coming up in the next couple episodes. As for today, uh, rest day for Todd Gurley, Andrew Whitworth, Roger Saffold, John Sullivan. Nothing to be too worried about uh, as far as that goes. Those guys need their rest. Primetime players, especially some of those guys that are in the, the veteran uh, getting a little up there in the age. These are long camps in hot, hot weather, so give them rest day when you can, and you can combine it into basically a back-to-back rest day is probably really huge for guys like Whitworth and Sullivan. Uh, Sullivan, we know, has been banged up even already in this training camp so far, so hopefully uh, they take advantage of those rest days. Justin Davis was another guy that was walked off today with a team doctor. Uh, didn't look serious. Uh, we haven't heard another report on him, but hopefully... Again, nothing too serious, and hopefully we see him back. He had an amazing showing in preseason one. I think he's still just outside that bubble. Obviously, I think John Kelly is going to be ahead of him as far as making the team, and Malcolm Brown uh, knows this system very well, very comfortable with Sean McVay, and and vice versa. Uh, So we'll see if he can sneak on. I think he will. I think we'll keep him because just of his pure talent and speed and be able to use him on special teams and you know potentially even throw him back there to return some punts as a backup or however you might want to look at it. But uh, we'll keep an eye on that because that would be a bummer for Justin Davis if it was a little bit more serious and took away some time from him uh, as far as practice goes. Because for those guys, this is you know this is the season. You got to be you got to be getting it done right now uh, to make that team. Well, guys, hang on real tight. We're going to jump real quick over to a word from our sponsor. We're going to be back with some more talk, a little bit of that AD rumbling that we were talking about, and we'll continue talking some L.A. Rams. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fancy Football with your Locked on Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. Woo! And we're back. And I don't think I mentioned it, guys, but I'm actually out in Las Vegas right now. It was 113 degrees today. My mom just retired from the state of Washington. I helped her move and get settled in down here. So I am dying, sweating. I'm actually in a closet right now recording. The commitment is real, people. The commitment is real. But I'm excited to bring you more Rams news, updates, all that good stuff. Don't forget to give us a follow at Rams Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Send in some questions. I think we're going to start to open up as we get to the season. We're going to do like a mailbag Monday, and we're going to reach out to you guys. I want to get some topics from you and on who you want to hear about on the podcast. Who should we talk about? Players you're interested on learning more information or our takes on it. And again, we're going to continue to get some awesome interviews. I'm really stoked to have James Kroger on tomorrow, Serena Morales on Thursday, and then hopefully Matt Williamson to close out the week. So got some good stuff coming up. We're going to continue to deliver that. Uh, daily podcast for you guys. So super excited about that. Another thing I'm super excited about is hopefully soon being done talking about Aaron Donald and his contract. Again, today, we're just recycling old information, but spicing it up a little bit. We talked about it on our podcast a couple weeks ago with Eric Geller. He talked about the sources he had and as far as where they were at on the contract. And it's really been the same way for a couple months. Uh, you start to hear... Uh, Sean McVay spoke the other day and said we're getting closer and they're going to put more and more urgency on it. And today came out, when I say today, Monday afternoon, that they are closer than ever looking at that $24 million that we talked about, around 65 to $70 million guaranteed. I think that is the number that they're probably debating and trying to get settled at this point uh, before they get that deal done. And then there's all the little language stuff, right? Um, how does it set up? Is it guaranteed the first two, three years? Uh, you saw that with Julio Jones. That's where he's at right now. And now he's reworking that contract. So I think they're trying to set themselves up, as, as they should with the agent, to protect their player, not only for the first couple of years in that contract, but all the way through. Uh, is it going to be a four-year deal? Is it going to be a five-year deal? Those are the things we'll have to find out. But uh, good news is I think, and I hope, that it gets done by this week. So hopefully, maybe by Thursday when we have Serena Morales on the show, we can ask her firsthand what, what her thoughts are on the newly extended Aaron Donald. Because I don't even think they've had a chance to hang out or meet yet. <laughs> Since she's brand new and he's been gone all the time. So I'm sure she is just as excited as anybody else. And to go along with that, and Dominican Sue's talked a bunch about how he can't wait to get him into camp. Uh, so they can start getting to work together and really building that chemistry as that one-two punch. And I didn't forget about you, Michael Brockers, that one-two-three combo punch of all those guys up front and really let that secondary go to work. Speaking about going to work, I'm going to give you my thoughts a little bit on 
this whole preseason thing, right? I think everyone's starting to really freak out as injuries are flying out left and right across the league. The last number I saw was 19 season-ending injuries so far, and we've really only had one week of preseason. Uh, So the injury rate is extremely high in the preseason. These guys have come out. They've all worked off-season doing drills and doing conditioning like we've seen Aaron Donald post up tons and tons of videos. But it's a lot different when you start to get on those seven-on-sevens and full-on scrimmages with the team and when you start lacing them up against another team uh, and taking on contact and really trying to avoid hits and juke around people and get pressure, full pressure uh, from an opposing team. So... Uh, a scary thing to watch, but a lot of numbers, these numbers continue to go up. We saw it last season with big-time players, even early into the season, and that's one of the things that you can question uh, when you talk about this. I mean, y- y- are you protecting them by holding them out, or are you just setting them up for maybe an early first couple-week injury? Uh, we'll continue to talk about it, but, you know, kind of as I mentioned last year, I mean, big names, David Johnson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, all these primetime players out for the season at big-time positions. So, uh, so far, not that marquee name, but I'm sure there's tons of teams around the league that wouldn't really agree with that. Any player at this point is a primetime player. It was the Cardinals the other day. They lost their starting center. Obviously, we've seen, uh, I almost said San Diego there, the L.A. Chargers. Uh, They lost their starting tight end, their backup tight end. Uh, one of their safeties, cornerbacks. So they've really been hit with it. Uh, I mentioned some of the injuries that we talked about our own team. Obviously, Kevin Peterson out for the year. Thankfully, not uh, you know one of our starters. But unfortunately, you don't want to see anybody go out of the roster. Uh, we were extremely lucky last year as far as health goes. Uh, and we got to hope that we can get there. So that is the question. What do you do? When you're coming up to week two of the preseason, week one, Todd Gurley got zero snaps. Actually, the whole offense really got zero snaps and followed by the whole starting defense. There were, I think there were only two starters. It was Jermon Brown and maybe one other guy out of the starting group on both sides uh, got to get some playing time. So what do you do? I mean, my take on it, and you hear around the NFL that they try to get players about you know, 12 to 15 snaps a game for the first three games. What that gets you up to is close to that 40 snap mark, which is kind of the standard uh, snaps you'll see in a regular season game throughout the whole game. So they try to really get you one game's worth of action split up across three or four games. Primarily that fourth game, no starters, just because that is the most pointless game of the preseason. You get a lot of players that you want to see if they're going to make the roster or you know just kind of go out there and get some experiences. But uh, I do want to see the Rams get out there and play. Uh, you know, I, I'd hate to see them do kind of what we did against Atlanta. We rested the starters week 17, and I'm sure we could have a very good debate on this with some fans. And, you know, some say, you know, weren't ready for the playoffs or, you know, it was a young team. They got there. It was exciting. Some say, you know, sitting out week 17, they came out flat and we got down. And uh, by the time we were able to rebound, it was a little bit too late. A couple big turnovers, but... Uh, you know, I would like to see our players get out there and get that standard, you know, 12 to 15 snaps, let them run around a little bit, let them take some contact, let, you know, Gurley get hit a little bit from another team uh, with some, you know, full on game mode feel and then get them out, get the rest of the players in there, finish the game. Obviously, we've got some work to do with Sean Mannion and see what he's all about, because uh, we're not sure if we're, if we're safe there at the number two spot. We know we're pretty good at running back. We're a little banged up at tight end. We may want to bring a guy in there, but we want to see what we got. So I'm not 
entirely sold. Like I'm starting to see, you know, across what I, my social platforms and even some articles I've read about the Rams where, you know, a lot of people are very comfortable with having them sit all four games. And you know what? I could probably be talked into it with a good argument and understanding that, uh, you know, the safety of these guys, it's totally not worth risking Todd Gurley getting 10 plays in a preseason game. But um, I think at this point, the professional athletes, no one's going out there, you know, specifically to to hurt them. So the difference between 10 plays in a preseason game versus, you know, getting full action in week one, two, three, four, five, and so on, uh, I don't see the difference. I, I know that uh, you're going to want to get some reps. You're going to want to get your body up to that speed, and there's going to be kind of that curve of full game action. So why not kind of rev that engine up a little bit so when they do get to week one, they're ready to roll. Um, but again, that's the fun thing about this argument is you can kind of see it both ways. But it's going to be interesting. McVay really hasn't touched on it this week as far as what he's going to do. We're going to continue to talk about it throughout the week. And if you guys have any questions for our upcoming guests, please let me know. Reach out to us. You can also hit us up on Gmail if you don't have any social accounts. Lockdownrams at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because I'm wishy-washy. Sometimes I'm like, screw that. Give them 14 plays. I want to see my guys. And then other times someone breaks down a good point of view and I'm like, you're right, you're right. Wait till week one, Monday night, let them lace it up and go. Uh, but it's it's going to be interesting. It's so weird because you think back a couple years ago, th- this was talked about, but the injury level has just gone up and up and up. These guys are training so hard and they're all so big and fast and you know things happen. So definitely a topic of conversation as late, especially with these Rams, so much high expectation. You would hate to see someone go down that's you know really important to this you know potential run in the preseason so i want to chat about it with you guys we're going to take one more quick break as we get some word from our sponsors and then we'll be back to wrap it up and talk about what's coming up all right welcome back everybody as we close out this episode tuesday locked on rams edition i thought i want to share a quick little story of how Rams ended camp the other day. If you didn't get to catch it, uh, Joseph Noteboom was backfielding a punt. If he caught it, they were done with practice. They didn't have to go through the last drill, and they would cancel the night meetings. And yeah, the big boy brought it down. A little bit of a bobble. Sean McVay talked about it in his press conference, kind of had a a good laugh about it, uh, but said he brought it in. And they deserved it after a few really good days of practice. Obviously, after a really, really poor performance on that opening preseason game, uh, McVay really laid into them that first practice back. They got home from that flight, I think, at about 4, 5 in the morning. Went straight back to Irvine and were on the field the next day with no excuses. So uh, he's worked them hard over the past couple days. He said they got a lot of great film down. He was really excited. Uh, As I mentioned, some of the players that... Uh, got some rest, allowed them to see a little bit more of Noteboom and Allen. Uh, when asked about that, he really said those young guys, you know, again, he kind of gave credit to uh, Cromer of working with them and developing them and getting them up to speed and really allowing them to be comfortable if uh, need be and need to put one of those guys in there and fill in a spot that they had some really great performances, not only in preseason, but in practice. And as we talk about that, kind of digging in, you guys know I love my pro football focus. They're always a a fan of the show. They've sponsored us in the past. And looking deeper into some of the stats from that first preseason game, we we really struggled to find some bright spots. But the trio of Joseph Notebroom, Brian Allen, and Demby combined to allow one total quarterback pressure, combined 
56 pass blocking snaps. So that's really good. The lone pressure was given up by Demby, who also had the most pass blocking snaps of 24. So one out of 24, not too bad there. Promising start for these guys who who look to be the future of that front line. Curious to see who's going to get the start at right guard uh, for Jermon Brown, who obviously will be out for a few games uh, serving that suspension. We talked about Austin Blight there, uh, but as these guys continue to get more playing time, not only in practice and the preseason, as we know the starters aren't going to get a lot of play, uh, really a great opportunity for Noteboom, Allen, and Demby to make a push. But wanted to share that because I, I saw that and you know there was a lot of negative coming out of that, and I wanted to kind of sprinkle on a little bit of positive here at the end of the episode. Guys, last plug for the show. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Reach out to us at Lockdown Rams, LA underscore Rambling Bear. I've got a really exciting week for you guys. I'm excited to bring some of this awesome content and continue to keep it rolling. If you guys have any advertising opportunities and you want to get on the air, let me know. Reach out to me. We've got local advertising spots available. Really cheap and affordable as well. Plug, plug, plug. But I appreciate it as always. You guys are amazing. I love seeing the numbers grow. Uh, You guys continue to reach out and interact, so that's amazing. Anything, questions, comments, concerns, you know the deal. Reach out to me. Let me know. We'll be back tomorrow with James Kroger as we double dip, and we're going to do a Rams podcast as well. So we're going to have a Rams podcast up later in the week that you can continue to dig into if you didn't get enough Rams content already. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back again tomorrow. But you know what it is. Until next time, Rams Nation, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.